We do something really cool here at My Practice, My Business. When offices are looking to train with us, we'll actually run a practice analysis uh, on their practice when they give us their practice analysis report by code for a 12-month period. We're able to show them how much revenue they're actually losing and uh, each year and what our training can do for them. But I'm telling you that there are business concepts that continue to escape dentistry. And we begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all of you fantastic dental podcast listeners to the My Practice My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now the host of our show, the clinical director and president at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thor. So a few weeks ago, I had a fellow colleague ask uh, ask me to run an analysis on his practice to see how much revenue that he was losing each year and what our uh, training could do for him. He talked to a lot of uh, his buddies and they had echoed that our training is amazing. (laughs) They said, just take it. So uh, we, we do this for offices that are interested in our team training here at MPMB. And after showing him the hundreds of thousands of dollars our training would bring to his practice, and literally hundreds, people. I know you, you're you like, going, there's no way, not possible. Yeah, well, just go listen to some of our uh, testimonials on our, on our uh, website. But he asked the worst question that he possibly could have asked me. And at, at that moment, I realized that business concepts continue to escape, elude you and I, dentists, because we have no business training. What was that question? Here it comes. Many of you who have gone through our training here at MPMB have asked the same dumbass question. And I do call it dumbass because, I don't know, there's just no other definition for it. Sorry. But you guys have course corrected immediately, and I couldn't be prouder of every dentist that runs through our training and has that epiphany, that course correction. It's the same question that I hear from most team members that come through our training. I hear it from office managers all the time. It's a question that screams, quote, I have never been in a business class at a reputable university in my entire existence, end of quote. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. It's a question that shows just how badly dentists and front office team members need real business training and not the fluff and stuff they typically receive. I know you're waiting for the question that was asked me after he realized just how badly his practice was hemorrhaging with lost revenue. So here it comes. Are you ready? Here it comes. Quote, Rob, this number is amazing. I've talked with other docs who've gone through your training courses and they are extremely happy. But the the question I have is this, how much of that new revenue your MPMB trainings brings to my practice will the patient have to pay? End of quote. Oh, going to have a coronary arrest here any second. I'm going to Get a blow a fuse, stroke out. So, <sighs> need to take deep breaths. As soon as he asked me, and I, he's not alone. It's not him. It's 
So many of us ask that same question. So I want to put it to bed in this podcast, and I hope you share this podcast with uh, your colleagues and friends, Docs. As soon as he asked me that question, I just wanted to launch all business missiles at him and call it a day. (laughs) If you have the same question in your head, can I answer this question with my own questions back at you? I love answering questions with questions. Very good interrogation tactic. Here they come. One, who should pay for dental care? You, Doc? The insurance company? How about the patient being responsible for their dental care? Shouldn't they pay for their dental care? Two, why do dental offices look for the least expensive products? Is it because of perceived dental insurance protocols and contractual limitations we think we know? Three, have you actually read your dental insurance contract and understood it? Four, Did you know that in your contract, it states that the dental plan reimburses you for the least expensive way to do a procedure? Does that mean there are more expensive ways to do a procedure and potentially have better outcomes and be more profitable on? Five, because of point four above (laughs) that I just read, is this the reason you race to the bottom hunting for the least expensive lab and dental supplies to increase your profit margins? If you were the patient, is this what you would want to have done in your mouth? The least expensive? Six. When you race to the bottom and buying the cheapest stuff, do you realize that the cost savings in less than 2% of your gross production or gross profit margin in your practice? That's why it drives me nuts whenever I see dental practices uh, have a a dedicated team member for finding the least expensive stuff they possibly can, because when they do that, do they look at how much they're paying that employee to hunt those things down? How much time do they, uh, uh, how much effort do they put and how much time and pay do they have to give that employee? Do they factor that into the cost savings of supplies? I don't know. Seven. Did you know our training here at My Practice by Business will increase your net revenues by 23 to 37% of your annual gross production? And you can actually offer your patients the very best in materials, products, technology, procedures, and medications without the worry of it cutting into your profitability? And what's more, our training is centered around your actual PPO contracts and state laws, the two topics the, that most know nothing about? Eight. How can you expect dental insurance companies to cover better products, materials, technology, and medications when the premiums they collect from their employer groups or individuals hover around $35 to $75 a month? Nine. Do you think, Doc, that maybe you and your office manager have perceived insurance limitations and misreadings or lack understanding of insurance rules and regulations? Ten. Do you think that maybe you've been filled with lies and half-truths when it comes to what you can charge your PPO patients, courtesy of misinformed and uneducated dental consultants? 11. Don't your fee-for-service patients pay out of their pocket for the dental services you provide? Let me say that point 11 one more time. Don't your fee-for-service patients 
pay out of their pocket for the dental services you provide. 12. On the Wasatch Front, doesn't a crown and buildup typically cost around $1,500 if your fees are set at the 80th percentile for your fee-for-service fees? I'm going to play on points 11 and 12 now. Let's go have some fun. I want to build on those. Follow with me on this super fun business concept that destroys every one of you. But this doctor's question of, quote, Rob, how much of the increase you teach does my patient have to pay? End quote. According to fee surveys put out there by all the dental entities that provide them, <laughs> including the ADA, the fee-for-service fee here in Utah for an all-porcelain crown and buildup would run about $1,500 if your fees are in the 70th to 80th percentile of those surveys. Quite frankly, I like mine at the 140th percentile, but we won't get into there. Because my fees are set by direct operating costs to do the procedure, not on fee surveys of the blind leading the blind. That, I digress again. So when your full fee patient gets that work done in your office, what do you collect from them? Do they pay you the $1,500 owed for that incredible prosthetic your skills and judgment provided them with? Was dental school free? Do you have to run a business? Or do you reduce that fee to your average PPO plan fees? <laughs> Hopefully you're collecting the full $1,500 on that full fee patient. Or full fee and fee-for-service and UCR patient, they're all synonymous. But I'm just going to title them full fee patient. But you and I know damn well what happens with the large majority of you. Here we go. One, you have a financial policy that gives your full fee patients a 10% discount. So now you collect $1,350 on that $1,500 patient from that time-honored patient that deserves that discount. Two, oh wait, you have a newer financial policy that overrides the old one that proffered a 10% discount, and now it's 20%. A 20% discount to that full fee patient, giving the dental practice a collectible total of $1,200 on the day of service, reducing everyone's wages by $300. But hey, everyone, especially you, Doc, makes so much more money. You make so much money. We're good. We're all good, right? Three. <laughs> but wait, we have just come up with a newer financial policy here at our wonderful dental practice, and we are now awarding with our new financial policy at our such an unbelievable, wonderful dental practice, we're now offering our full fee patients with the same fee our PPO patients pay. And your new total is $950 for that lovely crown and buildup we provided you. Even though our direct operating costs to deliver that crown and buildup is $1,050 and we are now $100 in the hole. But hey, we love that you trust us to do free dentistry and it makes us look good in the community and it keeps our patients coming back and not going elsewhere for their dental care. I could have a fourth point here. I really don't, but point four could be just, you know, we just do everything free. <laughs> Let's suppose that the worst case scenario 
is only point number one above. All right, let's just look at point number one, the 10% discount. Let's work with that on our topic of, quote, how much of that new revenue MPMB training can bring to my practice does a patient have to pay for, end of quote. Let's just look at that one. Here we go. First, if your full fee is $1,500 on your all-person crown with buildup and no discount is given, your lovely patient pays you $1,500. Simple, I know, but keep following with me on this. Point two, if you give them that 10% discount, they would then pay $1,350 for that all-porcelain crown with buildup. Most offices would have no outward problem collecting this amount from the patient. Somewhere inside, though, the dental team would be thinking, this is a lot of money, and the doctor makes too much money anyway, and blah, blah, blah. But it would be collected, and rightfully so. Point three. In scenario one and two, I want you to keep in mind that the direct operating costs here in Utah to provide an all-person crown with a buildup on average is $1,050. With that said, in scenario one, the corporate profit margin is only about 30%. In scenario two above, it's roughly 22%. Let me say that again. If you're collecting the full $1,500, you're only at a 30%, 30 to 33% corporate profit margin. If you're collecting $1,350 on that $1,500 uh, bill, with the direct operating cost being $1,050, your, your profit margin is only about 22%. In the business world, that puts you in the category of a wholesale company. Isn't dentistry supposed to be retail? I'm just asking for a friend. I mean, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn it was supposed to be retail. Do you see what we've done to ourselves? Do you see what we blamed on insurance companies? Do you see where I'm going with this? In point four, if the patient is on a PPO plan, now this, this is going to be the wherewithal. If the patient happens to be on a PPO plan and the average fees for an all-porcelain crown with a buildup yields you $950. Now, I know some of you are going, wow, Rob, that's kind of high for a PPO plan. I, I, I picked the best PPO plan because I want to I, I err on the, uh, I want to under-promise and over-deliver, okay? So if that, that PPO plan yields you $950 on an all-porcelain crown and a buildup, the average dental plan, after downcoding and God knows what else on the EOB that they attempt to throw at you, the patient would have, typically on average, an out-of-pocket payment of $550 on average. And that's up and down the Intermountain States, okay? All of you front office peeps out there listening know exactly what I'm talking about with downcoding and bundling of procedures. And I also know that $950 for an all-person crown with a buildup is actually on the high end of the PPO plan reimbursements. But that just proves my point even more. Wow. The PPO patient only has an out-of-pocket fee of $550, whereas your full fee patient 
is paying $1,350 or more out of pocket. But what if MPMB showed you how to collect another $400 in addition to the traditional $550 on that PPO patient? And how that PPO patient is happy to pay that additional $950 total out-of-pocket fee when they understand what the additional $400 is for, like better materials, medications, products, technology. Your direct operating costs hardly change with this amazing business training, but now you, you're, you have your PPO patient paying $950 instead of $550. And your PPO all porcelain crown with buildup has a new price tag, a new price tag of $1,350 instead of the traditional uh, PPO way you're billing things at $950, yielding you a positive net of $300 instead of a loss of $100 on the procedure because of how you traditionally bill. Remembering that your direct operating cost for the procedure runs you $1,050 to do an all-portion crown and a buildup. Simply stated, simply stated, instead of receiving $950 from that patient on a PPO plan, we're going to teach you how to receive $1,350 utilizing state laws, insurance contracts, and the ability to charge fairly for what you do. Wouldn't it be nice to actually have a $300 profit instead of being in the negative $100? My goodness. <laughs> but how much does a patient have to pay? They're still paying less than they would if they're fee for service. Do you understand that? Their out of pocket is still less than the fee for service patients. And your fee for service fees allow you to be profitable on procedures your PPO plan fees do not. What are the positives with our MPMP training uh, here? What's this, th these scenarios? is simple. Point one, the patient wins because you now have the opportunity to provide them with the best options available in dentistry instead of racing to the bottom and buying the cheapest deliverable goods out there. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, you guys. Two, you, Doc, are now profitable on the procedure Instead of relying on hygiene to be running at the same time, praying those patients need x-rays in addition to a profane exam. <laughs> Three, the dental team wins because profits mean bonuses and other rewards they completely deserve, and it helps you keep your team in your practice instead of going elsewhere. Four, Doc, you better lay down on this. You, sir and ma'am, can get out of debt, and fund your retirement account. That's right, docs. You can do that now. And point number five, financial stability in a dental practice reduces that stress level across the board. So, when I'm asked the question, quote, how much does the patient have to pay with my new revenue from your MPMB training, Rob? End of quote. The answer is simple. Most of it, as they should, just like your full fee patients have to do. Your practice is a business, and you, Doc, need to run it like one. At MPMB, we'll show you how this is done ethically, legally, morally, right within the confines 
of the insurance contracts that we read and study and your state laws, the things that associations should have showed us years ago. Well, you guys, I hope this has been helpful. I really appreciate all of you being here. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you for being with us today. Since 2006, My Practice, My Business has been teaching dentists and their teams business skills, dental insurance contractual protocols, and state laws governing how to profitably bill patients fairly for the need-based services they provide. What's more, we guarantee our training, unlike other dental consulting companies in the industry. Simply stated, if you don't increase your net revenue, we don't get paid. We call it dental consulting the way it should be. We believe there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to experience and implement our key methods, knowledge, and business training within their dental practices. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company and the services we provide. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the most profitable dental business training that you will ever experience. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.